Hi everyone and welcome to This Makes Us Uncomfortable. I am like internally screaming right now. <laughs> um, this is a podcast about things that just make us uncomfortable and that we don't want to talk about or maybe we have a hard time talking to other people about or that just we think about a lot. Um, my name is Candice. I use she, her, and the other pronouns. And my guest today is Trinity. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi everyone. My name is Trinity. I also use she, her pronouns. Do you want to tell people anything? Do I want to tell people anything? Yeah, anything at all. I hope everyone's having a good day. That's amazing. Love that. <laughs> um, so Trinity, what makes you uncomfortable? What makes me uncomfortable currently is I've just started my PhD program in sociology, and it's an interesting transition. Everyone told me it would be a lot of reading, and I knew that, and now I'm feeling it. And it's very uncomfortable. You're feeling the reading? Oh, you're yeah. Feeling I'm, the... I'm feeling the time that it takes to read everything. Yeah. I'm feeling that. It's, it's adding some age. I feel that. Um, so what makes me uncomfortable is recording this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and realizing that people are listening to me and they, like, care about what I have to say mm-hmm. and that this is on the internet forever. So there's Your legacy. That. What? Your legacy. This is my legacy. I don't know if this is a great legacy, <laughs> but my legacy nonetheless. Um, but thank you all again for listening. So today we are going to be talking about hoes. I love that. I love it too. Um, I'm so excited. So I think that the reason I wanted to talk about this is because people always act like being a slut or a hoe. One is a bad thing and also mm-hmm. two is like a new thing. Right. Like, we've never, our generation, people are always talking about, like, this is what's wrong with our generation. We're just so, like, focused on hooking up and not finding love and all of these different things. Um, I don't know why you feel that way, because it's just not true. So I thought I'd tell you some stories. Oh, I'd love that. And tell me we'll stories. go from there. Um, so our first one is about one of my favorite hoes, uh, Frida Kahlo. Okay. Uh, so Frida Kahlo is a famous Mexican painter, um, feminist icon, just cutie pop icon, really. Um, and my favorite, she just hooked up with a bunch of different women. Okay. I know that her, I, I've heard, I don't know if this is true, her husband Diego like slept with a lot of people. And I've been told that she would hook up with the women that he also that hooked he up also with? Hooked up what with. a power move. I know. But also, why not just, like, do it together? I mean, he was, like, really, in, like, unfaithful and, like, oh. really gross. Like, That's like, they, she knew he was sleeping with other women, but they had, like, agreements on the ways to do okay, that. Got and it. he didn't, like, follow those things is from what I understand. That's so ugly. It's really ugly. Diego was not a very good man. Um, but my favorite hookup of Frida Kahlo mm-hmm. is Josephine Baker, who is the first black international superstar is okay. like what she's commonly referred to as. She gets a lot of hate because um the way that she portrays herself today would be considered very fetishized, like the way we typically okay. fetishize black women and she like 
definitely would like wear animal prints and there's like uh she has a really famous like banana skirt okay and she would just be like half naked most of the time sometimes like really naked <laughs> and um she would get a lot of flack for that but i feel like i don't know she was very much like in control of like what she wanted and okay, also right. it was just like the early 1900s so i'm really confused right. as to what you wanted her to do to do in that um, so Josephine Baker and Frida Kahlo hooked up a lot when Frida went to France, um, which I love. How romantic. It is I so romantic. Who puts up, like, in a garden? What, you wanted them to have yes. hooked up in a garden? I love that. Why a garden? Because it's just so nice, so beautiful. What they deserve. They were two beautiful women. Right. I do feel super conflicted about it, though, because Josephine Baker, although she, like, had several um, affairs on affairs, but like hookups, whatever okay, you want right. to call them, with women. She um, disowned one of her sons for being queer. You are kidding me. No, I really wish I was. Like That's she said, so ugly. to go live with his dad. She had this thing called the Rainbow Tribe. This is kind of okay. She called her children the Rainbow Tribe because she would like adopt children from different races, oh. ethnicities, and cultures because she wanted to prove that like hate wasn't innate like people should like i mean that doesn't like necessarily prove that no not at all because she was trying to prove that like there's nothing inherent about like our race that makes us hate each other and so she was like i can raise these children together it's really weird that's very odd like reasoning for picking kids yeah she literally just picked children it's very interesting yeah it was also the early 20th century i understand she was trying to make a point but girl not the way to go. <laughs> okay. Any thoughts on any Frida thoughts? And, any thoughts <laughs> on Frida and Josephine? I think that's great. Good on them. Yeah. I hope it was a wonderful time. Yeah. So this one is one of my favorites. It's Ma Rainey. So Ma Rainey was a blues singer. Okay. Um, and for those of you who do not know, is that the blues was really gay. I love that. Yeah, like, there's just a lot of queer and trans blues singers. Mm -hmm. Obviously, when it comes to, like, trans history, like, it's very, what we understand is very distorted because historians are, like, a lot of, like, cisgender, heterosexual, like, people. She was living with her friend for three years. Yeah, Yeah. like, they were gal pals and things like that. So, Ma Rainey got caught in a lesbian orgy. Okay. And they arrested her. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> just her or everyone i think everyone Yikes. i'm assuming everyone and because it's like 1925 okay and that's so very much yeah and which is gross and bessie smith who was another really famous blues singer um who i think was like the most paid musician at the time i'm not sure but bessie smith go watch the movie bessie if you haven't seen it it's really really good it has queen latifah who's my mom right basically she <laughs> essentially raised me um, and so Ma Rainey, after Bessie Smith comes and picks her up mm-hmm. from jail, and Ma Rainey makes a song called Prove It On Me, where she literally admits, essentially, or she was like, maybe I did it, oh, but you'd have to like, prove it on God. me. Like, what a boss move. What a <laughs> boss move. I just. Wow, lesbians are amazing. Right. They're just queer women in general. How innovative. Innovative. The fact that she got arrested. And then she was like, yeah. Yeah. I'll just. I'll just sing about it. Yeah. 
what, what are you going to do? <laughs> Literally, what, you already arrested me. Right. I already got off. So I'm no longer in jail. You can't arrest me again. That's I love that. Literally against the law. Yeah, amazing. And then this is the one that is the most wild to me. Oh, wild. Yes. So Billie Holiday, also a very famous musician, right. was dating this woman um, called Tallulah Bankhead was okay. her name. And... Um, Tallulah Bankhead was just very famous. Um, she's actually one of the earlier situations of people recognizing, like openly acknowledging that she sleeps with a lot of people. Okay. So it's not like I a down low thing right. that people don't know. And I think that with a lot of the stories, people are like, you know, even if they were having a lot of sex, they didn't know. But everyone knew. Right. Until the bank head. She was in a magazine interview once. Okay. And she was like, I need a man. I haven't had a man in a long time. <laughs> and her family got really, really upset about it. I mean, like, deal with it. Yeah. And they were like, she's like, she recanted her statement. But I don't know oh. how you recant that statement. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I didn't want to hook up with. I meant I just needed a guy pal. Yeah, a guy pal. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, okay, so here's the thing: Billy Holiday and Tallulah, they had this like tumultuous relationship, and like they got mad at each. Tallulah got mad at Billy because of the way she was portrayed in her autobiography. Interesting. I think that's such a like a 20th century queer one, right? Like, I don't know what the 21st century version of that is, but that just seems very fitting. Oh, yeah. But they were just oh, like, yeah. I think you wrote me this way. You're <laughs> after the love that we shared. It's such a mess. Okay, but here's the thing about Tallulah that blows my mind. So Tallulah had slept with so many people. Right. And she had a case of gonorrhea. Oh, no. That was so bad that they had to remove her uterus. And after she left the hospital, the, she turns to the doctor, or this is how the story goes. Okay. She turns to the doctor and says, I hope you don't think that I learned my lesson. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I just oh would my gosh. to just resonate on this for <laughs> Because I have so, I'm so conflicted about that because I don't think that STI shaming is okay. Right. Like, People get STIs and right. STDs and, like, it happens and it's no one's fault. Or even if you weren't using protection, like, okay, you did that, that mm -hmm. happened and whatever. Um, I am concerned, though, that, like, I do know gonorrhea has, like, physical symptoms. Right. And she had to have been displaying them. Like, if she had, she got to the case where she had to have the uterus mm -hmm. removed. Right. I know sometimes you can have symptoms, but they don't, like... You don't know. Like, they could be symptoms of something else, like the UTI or something. Right. Or mm -hmm. you just, like, don't even have symptoms. I know for a lot of times, I don't remember which STI it is, but I know for men, it'll show symptoms, and women, it won't. I think chlamydia. Sometimes you won't see symptoms in women. Really? Yeah. Probably. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. Yeah. But. Or just, like, people with vaginas and general. Right. Okay. I, I didn't know that. But I also get concerned because if she, if she was showing symptoms... She was just, like, spreading this to other people. Knowingly. Yeah. And, like, putting herself in danger. Yeah. Did they have, like, the technology to treat it I don't time? know. I don't know what, like... Because if they have a pill, I mean, like, go ahead. Yeah. Like, get it, as long as you're, like, yeah. letting she people know. Yeah, she was also, like, sleeping with women as well as... Or people with vaginas okay, as well right. as, like, people with penises. And so, like, um, I've also heard... I 
cannot find the statistics, so please don't quote me on this. Even today, I've heard that queer women and, like, um, assigned female at birth people Mm -hmm. are more likely to get, like, I think it's chlamydia and gonorrhea because they don't use protection or they don't Interesting. That makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah, but in, like, 19... I want to say it's, like, the 1930s we're talking, like, 1920s. What protection do they have? Right. For two people... With vaginas having sex. Because I'm sure they don't have, like, dental dams. Yeah. They don't know what that is. And I don't know how old condom technology is. And it's not like they were giving queer sex ed. Exactly. The same as, like, old people just, like, you know, hit it, hit it, hit it. Because, like, they're not going to get pregnant. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. Older people. Old people are horny. Yeah. And they get, like, STIs frequently. Because like, they just have, feel like they're not up, you know? It's fine. No, they just don't care. That's so nasty. And even, they weren't giving any type of sex ed. Like, if you think about it, it's like the 20s. Oh, you're, oh, you're right. Yeah. That's sad. That is really sad. But, like, we're barely giving sex ed now. Yeah. So, that's even more sad. Do you know that I learned that in some states you're required... Like, teachers are required to give negative information about queer, trans, and intersex people. Interesting. Like, in some states, like, you're not allowed to mention them at all. Yeah. Um, but in some states, you have to talk about the negative effects of, like, being a queer and trans person. Interesting. Yeah. Negative effects. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Right. I don't. I'm having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the negative effects are. I mean, I'm sure, like, obviously discrimination. Right. But it's funny that they're teaching that when those are the people creating those situations. Yeah. That's not, they're not talking about being discriminated. Right. They're talking about, like, the health risks of existing. I mean, like, does everyone not have health risks for existing? Apparently not. Just queer people. Just queer people. Yeah, essentially. Um, and then, uh, I guess I was doing some research on where, like, hookup culture comes from, mm-hmm. and I saw a lot about how it comes from the 20s, um, and it was because, like, colleges started, I guess, integrating people, okay, like, were going right. to college, and it was really common for, like, women to be going off to universities, Yeah, and I guess, I don't know a lot about pre- um, I guess gender segregated universities. I don't know what the formal word for that is, like separate oh, institutions. Right. Um they had like sister or schools or whatever, like they would like hook up to like mm-hmm. with people with men in the other schools. And I guess they say that that starts from the twenties. Um, but I've been thinking about the way that like I don't know, queer people have just been sluts for a really long time <laughs> because, like, all the stories I just told you, like, came, mm-hmm. a lot of them happened before right. the 20s and things like that, or they were hooking up before the 20s. And then I was at an event at Florida State, and um, they were talking about the Florida State College for Women. This okay, is the yeah. cutest story ever. They had these things called freshman junior weddings. And they would be, like, freshmen would be marrying juniors on, like, Landis and stuff. That's so cute. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, like, a way of welcoming in the freshmen. (laughs) And I was like, this is just (laughs) really gay. Like, just, like, very blatantly, explicitly gay. Like, the juniors would wear suits. That's so cute. Yeah. The freshmen would wear, like, really nice, like, wedding dresses. I love that so much. I love it, too. But, like, you can't tell me that, like, at an all-women 
in college, like they were, right. you know, not hooking up all of the time. Oh, of course. There's literally not a singular soul. Like, it's like what else would you like, do? Literally, what else would you do? I don't think there was like a men's, like a separate men's college here mm-hmm. until they reintegrated. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right, right. For sure. So it's not like they could just like go to the next campus. Yeah. And have a great time. And have a great time. But also, I think that um, the person, the person I was talking to was doing like archival work for the library. Okay. Um, the MSU Library Archives are great. Um, really interesting and fun. And um, she was saying that there's just a lot of like more freedom when they were going to like women's schools right. because who is checking you who's going to check you like no one is like oh i think the girls are having sex like right. no one thinks that that's happening because they're pretending that queerness isn't real so and because like queerness and women although it's like fetishized it's easier to pass off as like a friendly yeah. exchange like, like you can cuddle with your friends and it could either be platonic or romantic or yeah sexual, but yeah it's easier to be like oh we're just best buds yeah but if you see like two guys or two people you're pursuing with you then cuddling or holding hands then you're like all right right this is weird quote unquote weird um as the straights would say tm tm (laughs) (laughs) um and then i have a question why do you think that people are so hung up on the idea that hooking up is like a new thing? Mm. I mean, I think I think it could be just because there's always going to be people who are like, I hate this generation. Mm. It's the same with like technology, you know, like um, there's a lot of people in older generations who are like talking down on younger generations for their use of, like, technology. Yeah. Um, and there's that whole, like, hipster coffee shop thing where they're like, don't use your phone. We don't have Wi-Fi. Talk to each other. Yeah. As if people would have done that, you know, before. They would have just sat down and read their newspaper by themselves. Mm, like, yeah. it wasn't going to be a communal space either way. Yeah. Um, I think people just like to compare generations and, like, have a holier-than-thou yeah. attitude, yeah. I guess. I've heard that, though, with people of our generation as well. Right. Like, millennials, I am not a generation. Right. That could just be inherited. <laughs> yeah, you think that, like, it's, like, passed down right. from their parents. Or, or maybe just kids. projecting. Yeah. There's actually statistics. Um, everyone's favorite sex expert, Kelly Grove. Oh, um, that video yeah. changed my life. That, she's incredible. Iconic. Right. I could have a whole podcast just talking about how much I love Kelly Grove. Um, but there, she was telling statistics about how, like, I want to say it was actually, like, the 80s. Oh, I could be so wrong. Kelly's going to, like, tell me that this is wrong. <laughs> Kelly's not going to listen to this. But, um, uh, like, the 80s, I think, is, like, mm-hmm. the decade for, like, the most hookups. Like, right. It's definitely been proven that older generations hook up a lot more, a lot right. more than we did. And right. Especially, like, with the sexual revolution and, like, oh, absolutely. the creation of the birth control pill absolutely. and, like, the freedom of queer mm-hmm. people to express themselves more openly and, like, yeah, there was, like, a right. lot of hooking up and things of that nature. And I think as well, like, it's easier for people to say, oh, like, so many people are hooking up now because people aren't in, like, relationships as often. They're not mm-hmm. in, like, serious long-term relationships, and we're getting married later. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think if you looked back historically, you would see maybe not people hooking up so often casually, freely, but I'm sure you'd find a lot of extramarital affairs that would That's make up for true. that. true. Yeah. A lot of y'all's grandpas were like double family. Like, <laughs> right. Three families. Right. I feel like I've heard that story from more than one person. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we just found out at the funeral <laughs> that there was like a whole extra right. life happening here. Um, yeah, I didn't think about that, like extramarital prayers mm-hmm. and how that is also hookup culture. Like right. hookup culture isn't just to single people. You're so smart. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So what do you think like unhealthy hookup culture is? Do you mm-hmm. think unhealthy hookup culture exists? Oh, absolutely. I think if there's any sort of, like, power play that's not agreed upon. Um, So I think that if you haven't said, oh, I'd like to have more power, you'd like to have more power, or we should have equal power, I think if that conversation hasn't been had and one partner is trying to, I guess, assert dominance over another through either direct sexual dominance or through, like, emotional manipulation or things like that, Mm -hmm. um, any sort of, like, power dynamic that's not mutually agreed upon yeah i think something that's really unhealthy is like the way we talk about it right like i think that the way when people are just like assuming that everyone's having sex Mm. and like you think that you're supposed to be having sex like you're not supposed to do anything but Mm -hmm. exist and be a good person. Like, that's right. the only thing you are obligated to do in this world is to be a decent mm-hmm. human being. Um, and I think that um, also the types of sex that okay. people are supposed to be having. I think that when people see, like, on Twitter, I feel like I see on Twitter and social media things, like, about, like, choking or right. like, things like that. Right. And, like, where it becomes sort of like a, like a trend almost. Yeah. And you might feel like pressure right, into doing exactly. those things as if that's something that you want or pretending that that is something mm-hmm. that you want when like that's not something right. that you want which is like really scary to yeah. think about like people's like social media or like mm-hmm. things that they're talking about with their friends is like affecting their sex lives right. and putting them in really uncomfortable situations yeah that's and i'm sure really that's from like a drive to fit in but it's interesting yeah. that you would act that out in a way that's so personal and intimate yeah whereas like you honestly could just lie to your friends if you really wanted to fit in yeah but i'm sure people aren't they want to like really truly fit in but that's just an interesting i guess domain yeah to act that out because it's not like your friends are there watching unless you've asked them to come watch yeah (laughs) which is your personal choice also something that you can Mm -hmm. do if you want to do you're literally allowed to do whatever you want in your sexual life as long as everybody is consenting isn't that wild that like people don't understand that like there are no sexual acts that are like restricted Mm. to certain sexualities or certain gender identities or like just certain types of people you're literally allowed to do whatever you want. I always tell people that, like, everything you know, and this isn't just about sex, everything you know about this world, about relationships, about, like, change, about history, like, almost everything you know is a lie. Like, right. we have been lied right. to so often, and, like, this world can really be what you want it to be. Like, obviously, their history is mm-hmm. a lot of times factual like there is factual right. history that is there but, but that so history distorted. was also created yeah it was by like, people who make decisions and not yeah. so much like something that was destined to happen or like so concrete yeah and it's been interpreted right 
and misinterpreted mm-hmm. by people who are also in power right. and also like want you to view certain things. And I think that that is super relevant when we're talking about like sex and hookup culture mm-hmm. and like like everything you know is a lot. You don't have to do anything, right? And I think that there's so much pressure on like putting ideas about like what sex and hooking up means, right? Like. And like even then, funny story. I was. Um, at home for my little brother's graduation, and um, I was looking. Have you seen that slut walk, slut walk interview with that girl who's like, "You're a slut. Your mic's a slut. Your t-shirt's a slut." I have not. It's amazing. I'm gonna tweet it out because it's the <laughs> funniest thing that I've ever seen. And it's basically this girl. Um, she's talking to this guy who goes to slut walks. For those of you who don't know, a slut walk is essentially used to like reclaim the word slut and people typically dress up in like what is typically seen as like slutty clothing and a lot of times it's for victims and survivors of sexual violence and it's like their way of like reclaiming their bodies and things of that nature but I do know people go to slut walks just as like a feminist statement um but I was like looking for this slut walk interview and I was like I said something about like to myself about being frustrated about not mm-hmm. finding this and my mom was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, oh, I can't find this slut walk interview. <laughs> and she said, excuse me? I was like, this slut walk interview, I can't find it. And she said, what are you saying? And I was so confused <laughs> as to what her issue was. Right. And then I realized that I'm saying the word slut walk. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know what that means. Right. And so I'm explaining to her, I was like, oh, a slut walk is, and I just explained to her what mm-hmm. that meant. And she was like, so these people just call themselves sluts? And I was like, yes, it's like a reclaiming term mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And she was like, so you just call yourself a slut? And I was like, it's what people do <laughs> to right. reclaim and take power in themselves. Mm-hmm. And she just could not understand. Right. I'm sure she's like stuck on the belief that that word is inherently bad. Yeah. I think so too. I would love to know the origin of the word slut. Right. Um, to see what it is. I remember looking it up in the dictionary when mm-hmm. I was younger, and it says, like, a dirty woman, so I don't know if it has. It's Interesting. It literally comes from the word, like, dirty. But I think even now, like, I've said the words, like, I've called, like, Josephine Baker and Frida Kahlo, like, sluts or, like, mm-hmm. hoes or thoughts, whatever. Thoughts. Yeah, thoughts. Um, and I know people who might be listening now or people I've talked about that with is like, that's kind of disrespectful. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's literally what they were doing. Like they were having sex with a lot of people and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. And I can understand like when it comes to reclaiming words, like right. you don't have to want to use them for yourself. Right. And that's perfectly fine. However, I think that we're like giving these words a lot of power, like negative Absolutely. power by saying that like, calling someone this is a really negative thing like, right i'm not gonna call them like sexually promiscuous mm-hmm. like that's really weird yeah it's very like odd <laughs> it's very academic yeah not very like casual i think when we use two academic terms we're like taking like personhood away oh absolutely you know what i mean absolutely and just makes the material inaccessible mm-hmm. you're so right wow i'm a sociologist <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you think healthy hookup culture is mm. like? I think healthy hookup culture is mainly self-knowledge um, and communication. Mm. Because I think it's really important to understand where your boundaries are and to know how to listen to yourself and your body. Wow. Um, 
because I think sometimes maybe we don't know exactly what we want. Um, and I think that's fine. There's a lot of area and room um, yeah. to test those things out, especially if you're engaging with someone who like you previously know and you like trust. Um, even if it is like a first time hookup or a one time hookup, if you're like comfortable with them, why well, I, I hope you would not be having sex with someone you're not comfortable with. But, yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with like looking for random people, right? But, like just someone that you, you feel I'm, comfortable yeah, and attracted to. Yeah, not someone that you right is making you feel. Yeah, worse. but I think it's definitely important to be able to in those moments where you may not know exactly how you feel about something, um, if you're willing to try it, knowing to listen to what is my gut saying, what is like my head saying, like what's your body saying, right? Exactly, because yeah. it will talk to you. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, I didn't even think about like communicating with myself when I was trying right. this. Um, not that I've never thought about that. I just Absolutely. didn't think about it in the concept of healthy hookup culture. I think that, wow, I'm just so stuck at how like important that is, like communicating mm-hmm. with yourself and also like just exploring your body with yourself. Right. Like having right. sex with yourself is also Absolutely. super valid and like realizing what you want mm-hmm. to help you realize a lot about what you want and what you don't. I was think being super honest right. with the people Absolutely. that you're hooking up with and being honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, kind of like what we talked about, like if you don't want to be choked, don't tell yourself right. that you want to do that. Because you don't need to impress that person. Yeah. And if you feel that you need to impress that person, that might be something to address Yeah, on your own. I also think that like talking about the little experience that you have is like, right. perfectly normal. It's not necessarily something you have mm-hmm. to do, but it might be something that's really helpful for you. Right. And telling them that, like, I've never done this before, mm-hmm. or this is really new, or I've right. only hooked up with X amount of people before. And that takes down a lot of walls, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And being able to be vulnerable just makes sex so much more satisfying. Yeah. Because you can be who you are. Yeah. Instead of trying to, like, put on a display. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, just, again, making yourself really uncomfortable. Right. There's just no reason for you to be uncomfortable. Right. It should be enjoyable. Yeah. Absolutely not. I saw this Teen Vogue article about how to be an ethical hookup partner, mm-hmm. which, first of all, I'm obsessed with Teen Vogue. Really? I, I love Teen Vogue. They're not always perfect, okay. obviously, like, who is? Right. Um, but a couple of years ago, they had a black woman become the, is it the editor-in-chief? I don't oh, know true. what the formal yeah. words are. Sorry. I think that's right. Yeah. And she has just, like, changed the mm-hmm. game. Like, I remember... Um, just as a side note, y'all. But um, I remember, like, Miley Cyrus came out again after, like, I guess not really being in the public eye for too long. Right. And so, and all these magazines, like, Miley Cyrus looks so beautiful, and Miley Cyrus this, that. And Team Vogue was like, Miley Cyrus wants to be white again. Extreme. <laughs> They're amazing. I love Team Vogue so much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they had this article about how to be an ethical hookup partner. And I think the article was... Um, geared towards um, people who are transitioning into college. Right. Um, which I also thought was super yes. cool. Um, and th- just the things that they said I thought were interesting. Um, I'm going to like link the article in the bio, but uh, one of the things that they said was like consider other people's feelings. Right. And it's like, yeah, obviously you should definitely do that. Right. But why did someone tell you that you needed to do that? That's very true. Because <laughs> like you're engaging in a very like, intimate and vulnerable act yeah like you should be considering how is this person going to react to this like 
Yeah. Do they feel comfortable? And I think, though, not even just the act, but, like, what is going to happen afterwards. Right. I personally think that if you lie to someone to gain their consent, um, then that is not consensual. Oh, absolutely. Because it's under false pretenses. Yeah, like, consent has to be informed. Like, I don't really care what, how big or small the lie was. Like, you definitely should be. Right. Telling the truth, essentially. Um, and I think that that was just some of the ones that they were saying were just like super, I just thought were super obvious, but maybe right. they're not like knowing their STI status and telling mm-hmm. other people what it is. Um, I think that was important to say, yeah. uh, explicitly because there is a lot of stigma. There is a lot of stigma. I also think that people don't know how to get tested. Right. I'm probably going to share some resources on how the best way to get tested is because getting tested also can be really expensive. Right. In Tallahassee, the Planned Parenthood, from what I understand, um, doesn't have sliding scale fees. So, like, for those of you who don't know, sliding scale is income-driven. And so, like, the less money you make, the less um, amount that you'll pay. And I want to say getting a full STI panel at Planned Parenthood is like two hundred dollars. Wow! Or something really. Wow! Yeah. And also, there's something to be said. um, I'm not a student anymore, but there's something to be said about resources. People thinking that there's a lot of resources and like college towns and things um, for like sexual health, Mm -hmm. but like once you're not a student or for people who are never students in those college towns, they don't really have access Mm -hmm. to those resources. So I totally understand that doesn't excuse you from getting tested (laughs) for the record. (laughs) You definitely have to get Mm -hmm. tested. Um, and then being clear about like your intentions, like, do you want to date this person? Do right. you maybe want to hook up with them again? Is this just a one time thing? Which, mm-hmm. like, that can change, right? Like, Absolutely. You could definitely intend on maybe pursuing a relationship or maybe wanting this to be a friends with benefits right. situation or a fuck buddy situation, whatever it is that you want to call it. Um, but. It just doesn't work out that way. That doesn't mean that that person's intentions weren't there. Mm -hmm. It's all about, like, again, that level of honesty. Right. But, like, you can't get upset when that person decided, like, that that wasn't going to work out Mm -hmm. for them. Um, And I guess we talked about, like, setting your own boundaries. Right. Was something that was in the article. Um, Ongoing consent. Now, this Mm. is so, like, this angers me. Not ongoing consent doesn't make me. Right. So this argument that I'm about to explain really angers me. That's it. So I've heard before people complain about consent, like ongoing consent, right. not being sexy, like a okay. killer. Have you right. heard this before? I've heard a lot and of I, people who make those comments that are like, oh, so do I have to have them sign a waiver? Yeah. And then I've also heard, though, like, oh, like it kills the mood when you're in the middle of it. And I was like... First of all, I, I think it absolutely does not. Absolutely does not. I need someone to tell me what is not sexy about saying, right. do you like that? Because that's sexy. Because that's, that's sexy. Hot. Like, I am happy about right. someone being invested right. into whether or not I'm enjoying exactly. myself. I don't understand. Honestly, if you think this way, you're a predator, <laughs> most likely. And you should really reflect. Or you have some predatory behaviors mm. and predatory thoughts. Maybe you haven't made predatory actions, right. but you should really 
self-reflect. Maybe journal right. or talk to someone. Because having open communication throughout is important anyways. Yeah. Oh, should I flip over? Oh, what do you want to do next? You know? Yeah, so I don't understand. Because it's a collaborative act. It's so. a collaborative act. I don't understand. I want someone to make it make any kind of right. sense that you think that ongoing consent is not sexy. And I also hate the um like the phrase consent is sexy. Because mm-hmm. like yes it is, but, but like it's a requirement. It's a requirement. I don't care if you found it sexy right. or not. You just have to have consent. Right. I always loved um whenever I attend like some type of a sex related mm-hmm. workshop and like they're showing how to use condoms and like, what's the first step? And everyone's like, check the expiration date or mm. something like that. And every, like the real answer is like right. to get consent. And everyone's like, oh, you're like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm stressed <laughs> for you all. Um, and then they also talked about like asking for like pronouns and like, right. um, like body parts and mm-hmm. like no touching zones. And, right. Like, things that will trigger people people which I think is like super great for a lot of reasons like mm-hmm. one there are like trans and non-binary people that may feel dysphoric right um if you touch them certain places Absolutely. but also body dysmorphia mm-hmm. is really incredibly real um it's a lot of work to like right. love your body um I think people just like are like anything like you're agreeing to have sex and like this is what you're agreeing to right um and also for um, survivors and victims, however they choose to identify, of uh, sexual violence, like touching certain parts of the body right. could be really triggering mm-hmm. to them. Um, and that also doesn't have to be like, I think that people think that consent in these conversations have to be really serious. Yes. And so explicit. Yeah. Like, would you like to have sex with me? Yeah. I like think a it's, robotic. you can make it more suave while still asking, you know? Yeah. If you're hanging out in the living room, drinking yeah. a few beers. Yeah. Would you like to follow me to my bedroom? You know, yeah. like, would you like to lay on my bed? You yeah. Know? Um, and you don't want, you don't have to ask, are there parts of my body? Right. <laughs> you can just be like, so what do you like? Right. What exactly. don't you like? Like, it's so, it's really not that hard. Right. And be willing to take instruction as it goes, you know, yeah. if you're doing something that someone's uncomfortable with. Yeah. Listening to them when they say, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, exactly. Are there other things you think that healthy hookup culture, not even just like within the hookups, but mm-hmm. the culture in general? The culture mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With healthy hookups? Healthy hookup culture, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. I know. I, I think, could talk for days about unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Um, what are like? Do you have more? Do you want to say about unhealthy? Unhealthy? Yeah. Oh sure. I think that for unhealthy hookup culture, it's very easy to, at least in my personal experience, last summer, I had an interesting summer, mm-hmm. and I was going through it mm-hmm. for several reasons, and I definitely acted that out. Mm-hmm. sexually and like I don't necessarily regret those yeah. experiences but I am uncomfortable with them I guess because they weren't necessarily intentional I was mm-hmm. just doing them to like act out yeah my own personal issues and I've spoken yeah. with several of my friends who have the same kind of issue like um maybe they need like 
male or female validation, or they just need romantic validation or sexual validation. And um, that was definitely something I went through in it. Like I said, it wasn't like non-consensual. It wasn't like uncomfortable or problematic. It was just like, you wish you I, had it. Right. Yeah. Because I wasn't doing it for the purpose of, oh, I'm attracted to you. I'd like to engage with this with you. It was more, I just need a body. You yeah, know? for sure. I think that that's super interesting because I think that I see, I always think about how I'm so tired of the trope of like people who are engaging in a lot of sex as like damaged. Right. Right. But hypersexuality as a result oh, absolutely. of like, going through a hard time Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like that can be really dangerous and that can be really toxic and bad for you it just doesn't necessarily always have to be right and it doesn't mean that you're damaged i I hate that i hate that term at all i hate that term at all i was watching what was that what is that movie called for colored girls Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know why i watched that movie um it is Parts of it are really, really good. I know I'm going to get so much <laughs> saying that I didn't love this movie. But there are other parts where I was like, we did not have to like go off this really gross trope. And, oh, like, I have we, not seen that movie. It's a lot. It's oh, nothing but like trauma of black women for oh, like no. a couple of hours. Yeah, it's really, really intense. Um, but there is like, yeah, this one, she's always looking up with people and it's because mm-hmm. she was like, um, experienced assault when she was younger right. and like her mom's like not a good mom and mm-hmm. like all these different things. And I'm like, I'm over it. We, that's right. a mess. Um, not that like people can't engage in those behaviors right. for those reasons, Absolutely. but you just make it seem as if everyone, um, who does engage in those behaviors right. are doing, is doing it for that reason. Yeah. I do think that, like, if that is a reason that you are pursuing sexual activity, then, like, I think that's something you should, like, think about and just resonate with yourself. It doesn't mean it's, like, a bad thing, but for me personally, like, I realized, like, this isn't making me happy. Like, it's making me feel worse. Yeah. 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 For sharing that, Jen. Um, I saw an article. I remember the one that really got to me. Mm -hmm. It was Don't Stir Drama. As a part right, of the ethical hookup, right. how to be an ethical partner, and I just like retweet, like I need y'all right. to leave these people alone. Like you do not need to be sharing people's business. Right, you do not need to be like personally. I understand if you want to share with your friends, right? Like, like oh, hey, this girl, happened. this happened, right. but like maybe don't say that person's name, right? Or, like, don't go into juicy details. Yeah. Also, um. Unless, like, that is something that that person is, like, doesn't care about, but, like, you should make sure. Right, that you have that conversation. Yeah, and also sharing pictures is not Absolutely. Okay. That is so predatory. Right. Absolutely not consensual. Right. Like. Unless you ask. I have yeah. had someone ask me before. You did. We were, like, in the process, and he was like, can I take a picture to, like, send to my friends? And I was like, no. He was like, all right. <laughs> okay, I'm really surprised that yeah, it was. Asked. It was very interesting. I appreciate that he asked and that he yeah. he respected my no. Yeah, I'm really glad that he right. respected the no. It was. I just had never been asked that, and I was like, "What?" Like, yeah. I mean, again, you're allowed to do what you want, right? As as you're asking, yeah. Consensual. I've just never heard of someone, especially in the middle of it, right? Like, Can I take this? <laughs> this is my friend. Um. Yeah, I think that that one was really interesting. Don't stir drama. Mm-hmm. And also, no slut-shaming yourself or right. other people. Right, right. 
Yeah. Don't be like, like if someone, like you ask someone what their number is, I almost said body count. That's a really negative. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like body count is like used for murders. I don't think that Mm -hmm. you should use it to talk about sex. Um, but when you ask someone what their number is and they're like, 25. Right. And you're like, you can't be like, ill. And I was like, first exactly. of all, don't ask questions you don't want to know the right. answer to. Second, why does it matter? Right. And on the other side of the spectrum, too. I've had friends who, like, have only slept with one or two people, and when talking with other friends who have higher, like, numbers of people that they slept with, they'll feel almost, like, guilty yeah. for not engaging in more sex. Yeah. Which is, like, that's that's you not a way no to reason. Again, you have no you have no obligations to be sexual right. with people, to not be sexual with mm-hmm. people. Like you have to do nothing in this world, right? But to be a good person. Trin, do you have any closing closing thoughts? <laughs> wow, I love how I can't talk. My closing thought thought <laughs> is that I hope everyone has safe sex, fun sex, comfortable sex, fulfilling sex, and great communication and self knowledge. Self-knowledge is super important. Right. Um, do I have final thoughts? No, I think you took all of mine. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I think that everyone, I hope everyone's being safe. Right. And happy. And I hope that you, I don't know, I you didn't have to learn anything today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you would like to ask me an uncomfortable question, um, you can slide into my DMs, um, and you can email me at this makes us uncomfortable at Gmail, and I will be answering some uncomfortable questions next time. I'm not going to give you the date for the next podcast, <laughs> um, but I will, I will answer some uncomfortable questions for next time. It could be things that you think might make me uncomfortable. I don't know why you want to do that, but you can definitely do that. I welcome that um, because this podcast is going to be me talking about a lot of things that do make me uncomfortable um they give you questions that make you uncomfortable and i could even make a whole podcast topic about that um or if you just have general questions thoughts ideas thoughts thoughts <laughs> and ideas let me know but thank you all so much for listening and follow us at us uncomfortable on twitter and instagram bye, bye.